Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last week, the city of St. Louis ordered the dispersal of downtown's largest homeless camp. The city's health director cited the coronavirus pandemic in ordering the breakup. Now, attorneys with the nonprofit law firm Arch City Defenders sought to block the order, and they too cited the coronavirus as a reason why. They noted guidance from the Centers for Disease Control, which states, quote, unless individual housing units are available, do not clear encampments during community spread of COVID-19. Clearing encampments can cause people to disperse throughout the community and break connections with service providers. This increases the potential for infectious disease spread. Attorneys for Arch City sought a temporary restraining order to block the city from acting, but federal judge Sarah Pitlick ruled against them Saturday. That freed the city to order campers to disperse. Attorney John Bonacorsi of Arch City Defenders told our intern Joshua Phelps yesterday that he remains skeptical about the city's motivations. The the move to clear encampments was was absolutely not uh, about prioritizing the public health. It it was about clearing that encampment. If if it was about public health, the city would have been providing housing and conducting medical outreach to all of the encampments and not just focusing on moving people from that Market Street encampment. And if if it was about public health, the city would not have, have taken away the hand-washing stations when people were still living at that encampment. And if it was about public health, the, the city would not have told people that they could take, that they could stay in the park so long as that they did not put up a tent. So I think that's been our primary concern the whole time, is that the city's approach to dealing with unhoused, particularly during this time of this global health pandemic, has been you know, not about public health, not about supporting people and meeting them where they are, but has been primarily about just getting them out of the Market Street encampments, which is the most visible place that they have been. And that was attorney John Bonacorsi of Arch City Defenders. He says the city prioritized clearing out that Market Street encampment at the expense of people who are on a waiting list for shelter. And he also told us Monday that he believes the city made some representations in court that it has not made good on. The city's council made a number of representations that certain things would be done, and, and, and we already know that a number of those things haven't um, occurred. In particular, they stated that they would provide hotels for everyone um, at the encampments, and that has certainly not occurred. A, a number of people have been placed you know, in a, in a motel or a hotel, but there's many people who have been placed in congregate shelter settings, so where it's much harder for them to socially distance and and stay healthy. and Um, many other people are still trying to access shelter at this time. So just today, there are still people, I I believe there's around 20 people last night who slept in one of the market street parks um, who had been unable to access shelter. And they were allowed to stay there just so long as they did not put up a tent. So again, we are, are very concerned about how this has been carried out because not everyone has been provided, um, uh, a, a single unit to shelter. Um, and, and as I mentioned, there's still people there who are seeking shelter, and there's many more who have who have spread throughout the city. And, and again, which is exactly what the CDC warns against, um, when people are 
or dispersing throughout the city at this time. And that, again, was Attorney John Bonacorsi of Arch City Defenders. He is a Skadden Fellow and a staff attorney with the nonprofit law firm. We should note that we reached out to Mayor Lyda Krusen's Director of Communications, Jacob Long. He gave us a statement that reads, We successfully placed approximately 100 individuals who were willing to accept shelter. No one was arrested, cited, or detained. Some individuals are not from the area, we do not believe, so it's possible some folks may have returned to their original locations or made alternative arrangements. And now joining us today to discuss this situation is Alex Cohen. He's an organizer with the Grassroots Collective Tent Mission STL. Alex, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Sarah, and thanks for following up with us. Yes, and and thank you for being here. We're also joined by one of the camp's former residents. That's Marcus Hunt. He's better known as Biggie, and he joins us today. Biggie, welcome to the show. Uh, Hello? Biggie, we may have lost Biggie. Well, Alex, we have a lot to talk to you about. Um, I know you worked very closely with residents of this downtown encampment. What happened Saturday to them after Judge Pitlick issued her order and and people agreed to pack up and go? Do we have a sense of of who ended up where? Yeah, so people ended up um, all over the place. And if it wasn't for the Arch City Defenders lawsuit um, pushing the brakes on the clearing that was supposed to start Friday and actually did start Friday but was only stopped because of the judge asking for her to wait to proceed until the TRO, mm-hmm. um, we actually had a little bit more of a semblance of what lo- what was the trauma-informed way to handle the situation, um, because originally Friday morning there was very little social workers to be found and only police and dump trucks and city workers moving in first to clear the camps. Okay, so by Arch City filing that legal action, getting that hearing in court, that bought some time for the residents and, and for the advocates like you? Yes, it bought time, and it, 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 I think it made the city reflect on how to actually move about this. So Saturday they came, and we pleaded with them not to take people's tents until they were in a cab and being taken to shelter. And they did agree to that um, for Saturday night, and the rest of it continued Sunday. Unfortunately, when Sunday came, they made it clear they wanted this wrapped up by the time Monday came around. So they asked everyone to get out of their tent and take it down first. And then they had the Parks Department clear it. And then people were supposed to be like waiting to be taken to shelter. And unfortunately, not everyone got taken to shelter. And then they were just left without a tent, hand washing station or porta potty. So people were not able to be taken to shelter if they were sort of last in line or in that final group. Do you know where they are today? Um, So today, a lot of them are still at 14th and Market, and Mm. we were told, um, and some still slept at uh, 12th and Market, and we were told as long as they didn't have a tent, they were allowed to still sleep there. So very mixed messaging, both for us and the residents, um, if it was so important about public health for the park to be cleared, but less important that if they knew people were going to still sleep there no matter what, why they can't just have a tent and why they can't have a hand-washing station and porta potty Yeah, those are some very good questions. And I, I understand that uh, Marcus Hunt, better known as Biggie, is now back on the line. Um, Biggie, hi, welcome to the show. Uh, Biggie, can you hear me? 
Um, uh, it sounds like we're still having some problems with that phone line. So, um, Alex, I did want to ask you about the decision to move the Market Street camp and not the others. The mayor's spokesman, Jacob Long, said the city does not have plans to disturb the other two tent encampments at this point. He said, quote, they're much more controlled and orderly and do not currently pose the significant health and safety risk as the downtown ones. They're also not located in city parks, which are subject to various laws and ordinances. What's your take on that? And, and what do you think is going on here? Yeah, it's um, much more confusing. And at Tent Mission, we serve um, all the encampments and uh, pretty much everyone we can find in the downtown area. And so we've been signing people up from shel- for shelter all over the city. And so this sudden change in policy and utilization of limited shelter capacity um, has kind of thrown us for a loop, too. Um, the other camps actually didn't have a hand washing station until a few days ago and if if the root of this was about public health and the issues needed to be addressed and we knew that everyone in the market and camps couldn't be placed into proper social distancing shelter then why not add more hand washing stations why not have pay people in the camps to pick up trash every day and um, put it in in dumpsters why not meet people where they're at to actually address um, the root of what they say was the problem to where complete closure doesn't seem to make sense uh, for remedying the solution in a public health way. Okay. I'm told that Biggie's back on the line. I'm going to try this just one more time. Biggie, um, hi, welcome to St. Louis on the air. Can you hear me? Uh, Okay. Once again, um, we were able to talk to another former camp resident. He said he's now in a hotel. And what he told us, though, is that he feels like there's so many rules and regulations here at this hotel. He's worried people are going to go back to the street. Um, Is that at all a concern, um, Alex, based on what you're hearing from some of the former residents? Yes. And um, actually, people have already been um, kicked out of the hotels. They were given a list of over 28 rules and regulations. And this was the one of things that we knew going forward. And um, some people don't want to go into shelter because the shelters do not accommodate for all the needs people have. And so in lieu of that, how do you meet people where you're at as a caseworker, as an outreacher, as a social worker? And what we've always done, even on winter nights, is the best harm reduction available to us while not forcing anyone into anything. And um, unfortunately, that has become dramatically harder now. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was a list of over 28 rules that were signed, and there was mixed messaging about whether or not people in the hotels were allowed to talk to the press or if that was against hotel policy or city policy and whether or not they would still be allowed to stay there if they did. And so... Yeah, we we ran into that a bit yesterday. We were hearing some concerns from some of the guys that they believed that if they talked to us, they might get kicked out, which that seems like kind of a crazy rule. Uh, We wanted to talk by phone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we heard that as well. And so we're not sure how much... um, legitimacy there is to that claim or if it was just one city employee who said this or the hotel said it but it certainly had a chilling effect on this person's right to um speak to the press and the the man that we talked to yesterday he said this is a quote he said i feel like i'm boxed in um staying in one of these hotel rooms do these the people staying now in hotels and in these other shelters do they have access to the kind of services that they felt like they could access downtown um well, as of right now, the actual service provider for one of the hotels they took people doesn't it doesn't even take hold until Wednesday. 
And so the city is kind of scrambling to um, meet that lag. And so once again, we were confused why there was this 48-hour deadline to clear the camps when the service provider wasn't even ready at the hotel that they've already filled up with people. Um, so they don't have that that type of access that they used to downtown. And there's also no longer a centralized place for newly unhoused people seeking services to come and meet with all the service providers that were there. And that's a concern with outreachers as well as how to track people down now, having a unified place for people to go. You know, last week alone, we had three single mothers with children come to that camp Mm -hmm. um, seeking shelter. And at Tent Mission, we were able to place them through county resources into shelter. Um, And so now where does the single mother with kids go? And and today, as of today, there's no room for couples or... um, women or families in the city shelters that they've opened up so those things are like very concerning to us okay so some people have been moved into housing that that works for them and and that's great but it sounds like there's many more that remain there's a lot more issues that you remain concerned about i know there's a court hearing coming up on may 12th where arch city is going to continue to press this case and and alex i hope that um, we can stay in touch and and we can have you um, back to update us after that Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. Well, Alex Cohen of Tent Mission STL, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.